Hello and welcome to the People's Rose. Hi. I'm Jared. <laughs> I'm Brooke. And we're a married couple who loves reality <laughs> TV uh, in a very healthy way. Um, and we are podcasting live. Just kidding. Whenever you're listening to it, we're recording this <laughs> podcast um, about reality TV, which we love to talk about. And we hope you love listening to us talk about. And it was another great week of reality TV. We're going to be talking about The Bachelorette, which wasn't, I mean, that was the mental law. We watched it so you didn't have to. Yeah, um, we're going to be talking about another great episode of Claim to Fame. We've got Brooks T, Brooks Buzz, Brooks Reality, Brooks Reality <laughs> Check In, the yet to be named Brooks segment. And we'll check in a little bit with Big Brother and maybe even a reality TV strike. Did we start this oh podcast at the gosh. exact wrong time? We'll find out. But like we said, we're starting off with The Bachelorette. And this is the men tell all uh episode this week boring super boring these are rarely like entertaining i would say these are rarely like oh make sure we're we just gotta watch that make sure we see it well and it was so obvious that they were just trying to fill fill the week like you know in years past they've been like they've tagged it on to like an hour after the episode. Right. I think they needed to fill You're in a right. full two hours right. this we're week. In, we're because, in writer's strike land. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, let's throw in a segment on the Golden Bachelor. Oh, let's Which throw I appreciate. in. I appreciated the Golden That Bachelor. I did appreciate. It could have just been that. Okay. But the old, the old Bachelorettes, like, come okay, on. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> you're you're naming the parts about? that I liked. You're, I didn't like. Okay. Let's the parts I didn't like were the okay, we we they addressed the beef of some guy. Okay, let's just go linearly. Okay. Point of the point is you probably didn't watch it, but you get to hear what we what we thought about it because we watched it. Um. So it's the mental all all the men from the season gather together to talk about the season. It's it's pretty funny. I was watching it. They're basically podcasting about the season, and we're podcasting about their podcast. Um, <laughs> but it was charity season, and the men came back, some of them in, to talk about it in a roundtable group discussion with Jesse, our host. And so it's just a bunch of boring stuff to start off with. They immediately jumped into continuing the Braden Sean argument. I thought we were done with Braden on this show, but You're I You're right. About this. What do you what he's now he's forever forever in Bachelor Nation now. Yeah, he, it's it's so clear that the producers like him yes. a lot too. Okay, so they jump straight He's the only one that was invited up to the couch other than Xavier, right? Right. And then aside from that and no, he wasn't invited to the couch, was he? He wasn't invited up to the couch. He wasn't. And so, aside from, before Jesse got there, but I don't know if that even really counts. I mean, before Charity got there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah. that does count. Okay, that's yeah. Like so a, he, they literally got him up there, and then they showed a clip of him already in Paradise. Right, right. But I guess what I'm saying, I get what you're saying, but I guess what I'm thinking, like what really counts as hot seat, is whether he's sitting up there with Jesse or where he was. It didn't really matter. What makes it the hot seat is when the lead is there. Well, yeah. And they have to sit right next to the lead. <laughs> well, unless you're Sean. <laughs> right. And you just invite yourself which up was, there. Which was like. And what? Jesse is like, get back to your seat, you it idiot. It was just. 
He's trying to stay, stick around. He's trying, and he'll probably be on Paradise. Oh, for sure. He'll probably get some some more 15 minutes of frame to for just sure. finish it off. But I do not care. But I also didn't really care about Brayden. But it's so clear, like you said, that the producers want to address this. They jump straight into what Brayden what was wrong, I guess, with Brayden to the guys for the whole season. They just continue the argument where it just left off. Continuation. You of could the see same there were some guys thing. that were ready to stick up for him. I don't know if these were guys that had been in paradise Wait, with them. Who? Some guys that stuck up for him. I know who. Andrew said, "Oh, it's not that big a deal," and then. Xavier at times was playing the fence on both yeah, sides. Yeah, true. There was some. It I just, think that was more so about Xavier wanting to like right his wrongs and right. And, and so things. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And so then Brayden, um, not only that, but uh, he just got a lot of screen time. They, sh- I think they were trying. They're just trying to rehab his image because they showed a clip of him on Paradise, but it wasn't a drama clip. It was a kid, a, a clip of him and Cat. Um, kissing and saying she likes him and that he's a good guy, only good qualities. And then when Jerry was, it was a heartfelt, good, um, good feeling segment. They kept showing clips of Braden laughing and being like, see, he's a good guy. He's encouraging and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm sure that he's a great guy. No, I actually don't. I'm not sure that he's a great guy. What? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, benefit of the doubt. I'm sh- I'm sure he's not an evil monster. Well, is what I'm yeah, saying. yeah, probably so, not. Um, um, so yeah, so they just are clearly trying to rehab his image and get right. us back on his good side. But it was mostly just. But I don't understand why, because they've had villains in paradise before and without doing all of that well that's what i said i don't think the producers want him to be a villain i said they're trying to rehab his image they don't want a villain in paradise and they want us to like him because the producers like him i think it's but clear. why well they know him we don't know him he's just a tv character to us and so i'm saying he this is okay think of it this way brayden is friends with the producers Right, they are. They like him. Sure. Why would they continue to cast him in a bad light? You know, if you were friends with if your co, they're they're coworkers. <laughs> if your coworkers, you and I are friends, and you had a great rapport, and they're like, yeah, we had to air that footage of all the guys that hated you, but we're gonna turn it around. Trust us, Brooke. We're gonna get you know. I'll show yeah. them all your good side. We're gonna show them your good qualities. You got a bad rap. We really like you. We don't think it was fair how you got treated. Here, we'll show you all the good stuff. So it's more about them, like, not thinking... Them thinking... The producers thinking that the house guests were not treating him fairly. No, I don't even know... I don't even know if they care, because it's just a... Again, it's just a TV (laughs) show. I'm just saying they might like him for whatever reasons. They might think, oh, we like this character better if he's fun, lovable, goofy, golden retriever. He got described as a golden retriever yeah. on the show. I just, they did everything they could to not talk about his negative qualities. They even, before they went to commercials, like, we tried to find footage of Brayden calling her classless, <laughs> and there is none. They're really, that's what I'm saying. I, it was obvious I, I that they're making a concerted effort to rebrand him as this villain guy and to said, oh, no, he's understood this is our lovable puppy. I see what you're saying. And I don't, I don't, I, just, don't, I can only assume it's because they don't want, they don't like Brendan maybe isn't the villain character. Maybe he never got casted to be a villain and they're like, we wanted this puppy dog golden retriever character. Okay. Let's try to do that now. That's okay, all I'm saying. That could be, that's valid. That's valid. I just, 
And maybe you're right. I think you're maybe you're onto something with the maybe they cast him to be like a fun loving guy. Right. Like maybe like a Deanie Babies guy. Okay. But <laughs> okay. okay, no, we're still not. No, I just still on don't see that conversation. That I but go ahead, continue. But I I'm just saying that they have let villains be villains before and then still sent them into paradise as villains. But so why is saying? he being held differently? Okay. Well, think about it. <laughs> Those people that were villains, they didn't like and didn't care and were fine with them. I know, to be a but why do they like Brendan? I just Brayden, whatever his name why is. Why do you like your friends? Well They're your friends. Okay. That's all I think all it right, is. I okay. just think that they like Brayden. Okay, it's just baffling to me. Right. But, okay, so we got a lot of Brayden time, and he fought with the people of... It's really not even worth covering, because it was just a rehash. If you want to hear about what they talked about, just go to our earlier podcast and re-listen to those. Um, Brayden called out a few people, a little light stuff, but it really wasn't that much. They moved on to Sean... Remember, Braden called him a butt chin during the season. <laughs> and, you know, Sean actually just seemed kind of, con- not conniving, slimy. You know, he clearly wanted more airtime. Yeah. He clearly wanted attention. He clearly wanted, excuse me, he clearly wanted um to be seen. Right. And I think he seems to be more of the guy people are, should, if anything, not be interested in seeing more TV of. But. Yeah. I, that I do agree with on. Yeah, he was fighting to get his TV time in. And it's really, again, I know we're supposed to be talking about it, but I just, I don't even know what to say. They got, they continue to argue about old stuff in the show. They really wanted to continue to argue about how cocky he was being at the, after the Barbie date. Mm-hmm. And the, each guy, not each guy, but the guys on that date had a lot to say about that. And, mm-hmm. Oh, you came in and did that. But it's just like, guys, really? Come on. Right. So, okay, after that, then the show got, I don't know if I would say dramatic, a little weird. <laughs> they addressed this guy who was there, who got evicted night one. There's always one at these reunions that everyone, including the cast, is like, who are you? I don't even, I barely remember you. Yeah. But they pretended to not remember this guy. His name was Peter. <laughs> I don't remember him. him. They all hated him. They all hated him. I'm wondering if it was one of those things where it was, and you would probably know this, though, but if it was one of those, like, Reddit thing reddit threads that like blew up about like why are all the guys posting f peter in the corner of their picture well, they didn't say it. it was just said f the letters f oh sorry and the letter P. P. yeah and then like they made the connection and then it all started to come out and unravel type of thing you know what no, i'm saying i don't even know i just i don't know if it ever came out maybe it did no because jesse was like some of you may have seen on social media this conspiracy i thought oh yeah i'm sure it was just i mean i never heard of it and we i didn't either we've been i think we kind of keep up with it true but i i didn't heard but i guess the people who really keep up with it notice and put it together but i guess he was rude and just clearly seeking attention and he was asking about like um who's here endorsements yeah they said he was on the show for 15 minutes (laughs) yeah and already asking for about endorsements and trying to start a zoom group chat (laughs) to get become influencers and stuff. <laughs> so they all hated them even some of the guys who considered to be like the better guys the dottons the joeys all had the the letters f and p yeah in their what she's talking about instagram captions yeah. and their initial post for the show and they were all like 
It was an inside joke. It was an inside joke. It was never meant to get out. It's right, like, which is kind of like, that's not how you apologize. Right. It wouldn't have been a big deal if nobody knew about it. Yeah, that's it. what he, I was like, Xavier, just dial it back. Yeah. He was Xavier. like, it was never meant to come out. Well, duh. It's, of course not. The less he talk actually, talks, actually, the better for Xavier. Yeah, Every time he opened his mouth to further explain something, it was like, wait, actually, now I have <laughs> no, more questions. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I guess we'll do, let's just jump to Brayden. I mean, to, to Xavier, because we covered Brayden, we covered Peter and Sean, and it just seemed like a lot of it was was going to be fo- focused on Xavier. I mean, that was the right. last episode that happened with Charity and his breakup. And you would think maybe he would have thought about a way to better articulate what he said. He did come out and first thing say, hey, I denounced cheating, which like, yeah, duh. You know what I mean? Right. No one's going to get on TV and say, like, I am pro cheating. Um, but uh, and he kind of said that the reason he couldn't give her full commitment is because when he had said I loved you to her on the previous hometown date. She didn't say it back, so he was hesitant to fully commit until they could talk. And he said in camera, you know, with the cameras off and get confirmation of her side and her feelings. But I think Charity made it very clear to him as much as she could where where she stood. But now that I think about it, she has told Joey and Dotton that she's falling. And and I don't know if she's given as much to to Xavier because she's holding back, but it just still really didn't, he didn't do a great job of explaining why he couldn't just say like, I want to commit to you and I do not want to cheat on you. And I want to see where this goes. Yeah. That's all he had to say. She was begging him to say. Right. And she was like, I straight up asked you, are you confident that you won't do it again? Are you, do you trust yourself? And he could not say, yes, I trust myself. I'm not going to do that again. And so she was like, uh, why would I put myself in that situation? Exactly. She, she, yeah, he just, it just wasn't as much as Xavier was trying to make it emotional. Cause I do, I do believe him when he said that abrupt ending to relationship, he said he needed to get therapy for it. He said it hurt him for quite a bit. And I believe that, but I could tell he was trying to, whether purposefully or whatever for whatever reason was playing up that emotional aspect of it and that heartbreak but it's also just kind of like yeah you kind of brought this on yourself and i just charity so clearly moved on right that was i think a theme of charity when she came out she wasn't like brayden i got so much to say to you after i watched the show or yeah sean i or like oh i just it was just kind of like yeah um i moved on i didn't like what you did i did still fit I did sense a little bit of anger in her talking to Xavier, though. She definitely felt angry from with with Xavier, but it didn't feel... Sometimes you get the anger and it's like almost there's sadness because she wishes the relationship was still there, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I think it was more just she felt played and was like, yeah. I don't appreciate feeling played. Right. But it, I didn't feel any lingering connections or... Which we're seeing in a previews that she's really indecisive about her future. But now it seems like she's happy, I would say, and wasn't in the mood to hold or harbor too much resentment or um, what is that word called? Resentment or it's not guilt. Ill will. 
Yeah, but no, it's when you when you have a, a grudge. A grudge. She's not really holding grudges. It just sure. seems like she's moved on. Yeah. Right? Which I appreciate. And, um, I mean, she had, she was had that attitude with Xavier. She talked to Tanner really quick. Tanner was really nice and, and respectful. Didn't have questions. John, same thing. Sean, we, we already talked about, invited himself up there for no reason, just to say she's a great person, which didn't really make sense. <laughs> Even Brayden and her conversation didn't turn into anything. It was just kind of like, yeah, I didn't like it, but I appreciated our connection. I'm yeah. glad we moved on. They both yeah. seen that. And Xavier, back to his, tried to end it all with, a, he knitted her a rose and gave it to her for some reason. Okay, why are you so against that when you... Might I remind you, call back to our last episode. Right. If you haven't watched, to know what she's talking about, if you haven't watched our special Big Brother premiere podcast or listened to it, I said watch. From last week, it's the episode before this one. Go to the end of that episode to hear about our love story and to know what Brooke's talking about. <laughs> okay. And we'll leave them on a cliffhanger with that. But the reason I think what I did is different is because I didn't wait for you to break up with me, us be broken up for six months, and then come back on TV and give you a knitted rose. Okay, valid. She, I valid. Like, what was like, she supposed to do with that? Yeah, Why like, would she even she's keep engaged. that? She's engaged. I know. To his, one of his friends. You know but what I, I mean? I thought it was cute. No, it's. I don't think it's cute. <laughs> I think it's manipulative. Him playing up. Remember, I have a softer side, America. I knit. This is a knitted rose. He wants people. He wants this reaction that you're giving. Well, See, exactly. It works. I got it. He wants America he to got be like, it. oh my gosh, he knitted her a rose. <laughs> when I'm over here like, okay, bro, you we we peep game. We know what's I up. I mean, okay. So I just, I just thought that was dumb. I mean. I see what you're saying. It's a nice gesture, from. but this is what happened. He gave a romantic gift to his ex. That's all that happened. True. If while we were engaged, if someone of your exes was like, Brooke, I just wanted, we had this inside thing. Yeah, it would be like, no, thank you. That's all I'm saying. That's all it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So we got some bloopers, which are okay. Jesse was announcing the bloopers this time around. (laughs) That's what I knew. I was like, y'all are really trying to stretch this one out. really trying to stretch it out. Normally, it's just a blooper reel, but Jesse's (laughs) like, in this blooper, we prank them. Roll tape. (laughs) So that was kind of, I mean, that was just kind of a pass. But I, okay, now we'll get to the segment that you said like was fluff. Yeah, talk to me about what you liked about this segment with the old bachelorettes. We now, had Trista, they said Desiree, Indiana. Yeah, this it's been twenty years since the original Bachelorette aired. Okay, and so to not have Trista come back on the show in any capacity. I think is a would be would have been an oversight. Okay, that then is valid because they also have now been married for twenty years. Right. You're right; that is a big milestone. And Desiree is a continue is a bachelorette who's continuing on in her relationship. Has two kids. True. That's another success story. True. But then you've also got Deanna, who isn't with her final pick, in a kind of, you know, or um. You know, if you'll have to look into the history of Deanna, if y'all, if you're listening and don't know, but is still like confident in who she is and confident in who she's changing to be to show that she hasn't just let the failure of the show define That's her. That's true. Kind of like a 
inspiration or like an encouragement right. in case it doesn't work out for you. Right. So they didn't just bring in three recent bachelorettes to be like, remember these two? These okay. better seasons? They brought in like history. They brought in and these women are, it's almost like they were welcoming Charity into the fold saying, hey, you're about the end of the season. It's about to go and strong. But this is what a successful marriage could look like. This is what a successful family can look like. This is what being a confident woman after the show is aired can look like. And we have your back. Didn't you just watch Barbie Brooke? Girl okay, power. You know what I mean? Okay, you're right. You're right. So you're I right. enjoyed them bringing her into the sorority of <laughs> bachelorettes and saying, We have your back and giving her insight. And regardless of TV show um, or reality TV or not, Trista's been married 20 years now in a similar fashion that Charity wants to be. So just giving that advice. And yeah, it was boilerplate advice that. Um, What'd she say? Just forgive your partner every day, which is good advice, though, still. Yeah. So that's what I liked it. That's what I like about the show is that it can still be genuine and then not be corny. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff, the energy I want them to bring the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Yes, we're going to get drama. The contestants can manufacture that. But can you bring those situations of, hey, this show is about love. Let me remind you. True. So it was good to see them. I remember watching um, Trista's, Trista's season. That, I didn't watch Trista or Deanna, but I definitely watched Desiree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of the Golden Bachelor, this led right into Gary. It we are I we are so pumped for Gary. Our, Gary, our he's such a sweet zaddy, grand zaddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was dying laughing when um jesse was like look look at all this social media stuff about you and he was like i don't really use social media right and then it's somebody one of the tweets was just all caps grand zaddy right and then he was like you know later on he was like you know i'm just looking for that girl who wants me to be their grand zaddy right, right. <laughs> i thought that was so great yeah that was that was something <laughs> you didn't like it no nah, i just i think Zad, i think zaddy's kind of played to me oh my gosh jared <laughs> i've always been out on zaddy um but G- gary is a very nice upstanding gentleman a grand upstanding gentleman grand father so anyways so we got we we already we saw the promos for him, but we got even more in depth looking into Gary's life. Seventy one years old, he's a D, he's a no, he's a widower from Indiana. He had forty three years of marriage with his first wife, his Such high school a sweet, sweet sentimental story, right? Tony and she was it was beautiful. The they lit they bought it right before she passed. They had bought a house they wanted to retire in, and it was like on some on the lake. Right, Very right. Beautiful. And it was sad to see him, you know, six years later still be just as emotional about yeah. the, the death of his the love of his life. But you know what? I thought he had such a great um like when Jesse was talking to him about the process and everything, he was like, No one's gonna replace her. Right, right. Like that's not what this is about. And yeah. then he was like, and I won't even compare love stories because that yeah. is its own individual love story and whatever comes is gonna be it in itself its own individual love story and i was like that is someone who has grieved and has learned and who is 
on the up and up. Yeah, it definitely seemed to have been aided in that process by his two daughters and granddaughters, who we know from previous promos, signed him up to be on the show. And I really think they, they picked the right guy. The casting and production team picked the right guy. He seems funny. He seems lighthearted. But he, he also seems serious and sentimental. Right, right. But not in a, a serious way that you that's not going to be interesting for TV well, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. So, you know, he's just, he seems like a great guy. He was cracking jokes with the with the uh, the men on the stage and the, the audience. He, he, he didn't seem to be shy from the attention, but not also be craving the attention. It's just the right, it's just going to be a good season from him as a lead. I'm really hoping they cast it equally well from for his women. Do you think they're going to have, what tropes do you think they're going to be pulling out? What's the youngest age of women do you woman that you think they're gonna put on this show oh, for him? He's seventy one. I hope no one younger than like sixty. I I think out of seventy one, that sixty should be the absolute floor. Same. And even that is like that's a that's some that's some distance. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope it's like closer to that sixty four. 65 plus yeah. actually 71 isn't too bad now that i'm really thinking about it but um well i just hope they're in similar stages of life Same. um because what could happen is this could turn bad and they cast a 30 no not a chance you know to be because on previous seasons on Ari's seasons of the bachelor he was what 40 something no how old was ari he was, i think he was like 38 okay that's 40 something heads up <laughs> and then they casted a 20 year old um remember i forgot her name but um a 20 year old on his season they did yes. like just 20 straight up 20 yeah she was super young and he, he couldn't see him herself being ready she had the short hair oh 20 21 becca yeah yeah that's true that's true but that's what it, uh so if he's 38 she's 21 that's 17 17 years yeah that's weird you know what i'm saying that is weird so i don't i'm hoping it's not one of those things where like hey gary you know do you want to be a but remember when deanna was up there and she was like i'm single let me know if you're doing a if you need a bachelorette for the golden bachelorette and they were like you got a long ways to go yeah and and i looked up her age she's 41 okay that's good so that's good but okay, what else might I do? Are they going to pick someone who is a grandmother? Because think about, let's really think about this for the women. These are also tip likely to be grandmothers with extended families, kind of entrenched where they live. You know what I mean? Are they going to up and move to him and his ex-wife? I mean, to his his, his deceased wife's dream house in Indiana. These are yeah, kind of complex that's a good question. things. I was also wondering too, like, is there gonna be like like some older women like to party? Like are we gonna is there gonna be like the typical like party fun time girl? Well, you know, he likes to party, I think. They showed him at a bar and they showed him playing pickleball. They showed him not on a jet ski, on an ATV of some kind. So I think he 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 wants someone who will keep him active. He does not looking for the rocking chair um, ending. Um, but yeah, we're excited about that. They, they got the clips from that. 
we got previews from charity season, but it was it really wasn't too much footage we hadn't seen before. They just showed us a lot more of her and her mom going back and forth and her mom being like, you have to make a decision. Yeah, like I cannot make this decision for you. But it does make it clear that that she allows Aaron, Aaron to stay a little longer. We see them kissing. We see them which on a date. I found. I found it so. I just it watching them until all reminded me of just how annoyed and really rude he was to Brayden when Brayden came back. Exactly. And then he had the audacity to do the same thing and come back. Exactly. I thought the exact same thing. It just doesn't make sense. No. And for him to be like, I'm so happy I can't, oh, let me not make voices. For him to be like, oh yeah, I'm so happy I came back. And the same way Brayden did is, I think, just shows you how big his blind, uh, he has a big of a blind spot he has yeah for that situation yeah you know they didn't show in this preview charity sitting outside the hotel room going he's not taking no for an answer he says he won't leave right i wonder if that if that's one of those things that is just like actually not gonna make it in the cut or if we are gonna see that i think they're gonna show it i just might not be as dramatic as well that is pretty dramatic there's no way to spin that is not dramatic so no, it's it's gonna be interesting in the season. I never understand the leads how they act so indecisive at this point of the of the stage because it's like you're gonna you're gonna get engaged. Yeah, you're gonna pick some one of these people and you want them to be watching on TV a few months from now. You you know, tearing saying this hard decision of your life. I can't pick one. I pick one and might regret it. You know what I mean? You want mm-hmm. them to have those thoughts. If I were on that show, even if I was feeling that way. I would not make it so dramatic. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is it going to be Brooke or Beyonce? I just don't know. I well, that's easy. It would be Brooke. Right. So I would just be like, man, I can't. I know exactly who I'm picking. Even if in my mind, secretly off camera, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my I just wanted gosh. to say, I just would want the person I eventually pick to have some assuredness that I, that I actually picked them. And then just flip a coin a few minutes before well, the limo arrived. Well, yeah, that's I that is true. But you know, she was as she said, being her true, authentic self, one hundred percent. And so, I guess to her, showing all of that is part of that. Okay. But it is true. Like I don't know how you really could be that conflicted. Right. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Right. Well. We'll see. Okay. Some other things going on in the reality world. We don't have much before we get to Brooke's Corner, Brooke's Tips, Brooke's um, Long Thought Out um, segment. But I do want to say, you know, rest in peace to Anna's time on Project (laughs) Runway All-Stars, whatever number it is. It was so fun. Well, I shouldn't say funny, but, you know, we're watching this episode and I'm like, you know what? I think that I think it's going to be like it's been. The judges are going to be like, "Hey, we're glad you stepped out of the box. This is great. This is a look." Right. And you were like, "Of oh, doing your thing of, oh no, this is her time to go. This is her week to go." And then it was actually rip. her week to go. Yeah. Yeah, she made it, you know, she made it pretty far, far uh, further than a lot of people thought she might. And although this was not the outfit, I think she should have gone home on in the grand scheme of things, it might have been her time to go, which uh, yeah. is probably what the judges were considering. So, Anna, we loved you. Um, if we ever have a People's Rose 
designing competition, you're invited. Okay, we've arrived at another segment that everybody's been waiting on. Our yet to be named segment, but right now I just recall in Brooks reality check-in. We still don't have a name for it yet. Okay, everybody. TLC has entered the chat, okay? So I have watched a variety of TLC reality mm-hmm. shows. I go off and on. Uh 90 Day Fiance. I have it's just there's so many branches now. It's okay. so hard to keep up. Yeah. Um, but also it, it can feel a little bit exploitative, right? It definitely is. For yeah. Sure. So I don't know. I watch on and off. However, uh-huh. 90 Day Fiance, The Last Resort uh-huh. has just started, and I've been seeing some clips here and there on TikTok, and they all got me okay Okay? now it does seem very produced like very produced even more so than 90 day fiance yeah but it also sounds like they're spilling some real tea yeah but also it's like like you were saying on the produce half of those people are just career tlc people at this point right well yes true and i feel like this okay the last resort like if these people, they're probably scared of breaking up because then what do they have? Right, right. Like, they make money off of their messed up relationship right, on right, TV, right. on it's, TLC. It's their source of income. Right. So, I mean, you know, I I don't know how that's going to play out, but I probably will c- c- catch a few eps. Okay, gotcha. Um, Now, Sister Wives is also getting ready to uh-huh. come back. And we are going to get the um, fallout, the end of Cody and Janelle and Cody and Mary. Okay. So that is going to be pretty interesting. Probably going to tune into that. You're saying this is the end of the show or just the end of the Oh, no. Just the end of the relationship. Okay, gotcha. Last season, we saw the end of, the rela- uh, the end of his relationship with Christine. Yeah. And now we're seeing the end of two other housewives. Yeah. Which leaves him, or not housewives, sorry, sister wives. Same difference. <laughs> no. They are housewives. Well, My not saying, really. They all kind of worked. But anyway, um, but yeah, so we're going to see two of them leaving. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, then there was one. Yeah. Mary. No, sorry. What's her name? Robin. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. The last one standing. Uh-huh. All right. Moving on to Real Housewives. Roni. All right. Uh, Real Housewives of New York. Is that how it's, if it's you pronounced? Will. Roni? Yeah. That's okay. how, that's what the, you know, girlies call it. Roni is in full swing. Uh-huh. I'm really liking the new cast. Right. Okay. But Aaron, one of them, Aaron, is becoming problematic how so well i won't say problematic but she's like having trouble getting along with everybody yeah i didn't see her as somebody who was gonna be like the villain per se right but she's like really struggling to get along with everybody okay so i'm i'm curious to see how that's gonna play out throughout the season why what specifically is causing this issue with her not being able to get around along with people I don't know. She's just like, I don't, 
she called someone out for her behavior. Okay, so she had a house in the Hamptons. They all mm-hmm. came to her house in the ha- Hamptons. Right. And one of the girls there was complaining a lot. Yeah. And so then they had like this sit down conversation and Aaron was like, well, I just think that you've lived a very pampered life and you're used to being catered to. Oh, we've heard that before. And she was like, are you calling me a princess? Okay. And she was like, no, I'm just saying. So it's just things like that that you're like, I don't know, Aaron. It seems like you're being a little too... Like, if she wants to complain, let her complain. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But at the same time, I get it. Like, like isn't that the show, though, them fighting? No offense. Well, like, yeah. yeah, you're right. If it, if it was all, you know, get them getting along, I, I feel like people would watch less, right? I mean, yeah, but, like, yeah, I guess you're right. That's, like, kind of the thing is, like, these friends, like, not getting along. Right, right, right. I guess you're right. But I also want to see them, like, having fun together, too. Okay, okay. Take notes, Bravo. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of take notes, Bravo, uh, update on Raquel. Okay. So... Excuse me, update on Rachel. Isn't she Rachel? my Rachel now? Well, did you see... You saw? I just saw the headline. (laughs) I don't know much more than that. So, I'm getting conflicting stories, okay? okay. From one source, I'm getting... You're, this wait, is, like, what in my DMs. Oh, Just okay. kidding. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I wish. I was like, this is Demois? Dom- you oh. know, I don't have my receipts, but somewhere circulating, circulating uh-huh. in, among social media, I'm seeing that she supposedly, allegedly, her and another housewife, uh-huh. ex-housewife... Yeah. Are getting ready to quote take down Bravo, um, okay. because they uh, like they're suing them. Yeah, for what's it called when they like exploiting them? I guess or like creating a false narrative that makes them look bad. Okay. Um, like you're talking like libel or something, or yeah, something like that. Okay. But I'm just like, girl, let's rethink that. I mean, the lawyers and the people that Bravo has on deck? Yeah. That is never going to work out. And I imagine those contracts, they were, we were, I was just talking about this, about Big Brother. I imagine those contracts that they sign are pretty airtight. Oh, yeah. It would take a lot. Locked tight. Out of the norm producer behavior, reality show producer behavior to do something, right? Right, so not sure how that's gonna go. Right. Um, but then I'm also seeing that whatever this means, I'm not quite sure that her contract for Vanderpump Rules is still open, and so there's still a possibility that she could be returning. Right. So, I mean, what's that gonna look like? Is it just gonna be like a little tag on the end, like "Hey, I'm back"? I feel like. It's already too late because they start. Oh, maybe they just started. I don't. I don't know when they started filming, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems like they're they're already full swings filming. So I don't know how she's gonna fit into the narrative. Right, However, right. there is a there is another um guy named I think it's Isaac Israel or Israel Isaac mm-hmm. that is supposedly on the show this season i think he does like um social media mm-hmm. for pump 
or van or for uh like the restaurants right and he's been posting on social media like i miss you raquel come back my friend oh i did see that so that might be her way in right if he's on the show then maybe that's her way in of like i'm so glad you're still my friend you know whatever right 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 so that's that on brooks tea brooks tea (laughs) okay we'll think about it interesting all right, no, that was that was uh, that was a lot of insight. We covered a lot of ground there. Uh, Bravo's taking notes, and we'll we, we want the we want to see those changes too sweet. Oh, I forgot to say this. Yeah. On couple on last resort, uh, ninety day fiance last resort. Mm-hmm. They have well, I don't know if they're a licensed therapist, but they have like couples therapist. I- I'm available. TLC. I'm available. This uh, this can be my audition. Hire me. I would love to come on and do therapy for those couples. Okay. <laughs> I am fully licensed. In and Texas. I will get licensed in I'll do what I need to do to get licensed in California or wherever you film. And see this is international, so you might have to get licensed all over the planet. Okay, well, don't know that I'm in the market to go international, but or- I see if there's a resort, if they go to a resort You'll go you, in, in the United States. You're you're ready. To, you're yes. ready to answer the call. Yes. Okay. I'm there. All right. So we'll send out the counselor bat symbol, and you'll answer. Yes. Perfect. All right. Sounds good. Anything Thanks. else? No. That's all. All right. Let's continue. All right. It is time to talk about another episode of Claim to Fame. <laughs> this one drama kind of turned up turned up the drama like started off with a bang yeah I, we jumped right in okay so the the episode starts off showing the like, previously on with the totality of chris's and gabriel's alliance and their relationship and i'm like okay we're getting starting off with their with their um alliance together and we go right into the chris telling gabriel that he gave carson his clue because he thought she was going home and Gabriel was like, Oh, it's okay, bro. Never mind. Don't worry about it, right? No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, of he course. He tried not. to he kind of tried to play it off that way, but he was just like, No, 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 man. I see you. I see you for who you really are. Right. You you made a vow to me and you went back on it. And then he was like he was really shaming him is what he was right. doing. He was just saying you have no, he didn't say these exact words, but the, the implication was, Chris, you have no class. You going back on your yeah. words shows me that you're not a man. And I'm play. he said this though. I have higher moral morals. Yeah. And like I wouldn't play the game that way, but if that's how you play, I can see that now I'm holding up a mirror and showing you. What you <laughs> right. And you're like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Chris was kind of like, dang, like, I was coming to you to tell you this because I was feeling guilty. Like, isn't right. that worth right. a little something? And Gabriel and G- said, well, I already do. Yeah. I was standing there and saw you do it. Yeah. But then also, didn't um, Gabriel say something about, like, well, I think you've lived a pampered life? Right. That's what I was about to say. So Chris is, like, um, handling it pretty well. He's, yeah. He has it. He's like, okay, you're mad about this. My bad. It's just how we play the game. Um, and he actually didn't lash out too much to Gabriel's, I would say, maybe attacks or shames. But you're right. Gabriel says, oh, you just, I'm the kind of guy who will call out this behavior. And you're not ready for that because you've lived a pampered life. 
Oh, yeah. He was like, uh, you're not used to people calling you out. Right. Because of how pampered yeah. you are. And then Mr. Osmond himself, <laughs> you know, gets up and like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Hot. <laughs> I am not pampered, young sir. <laughs> you're like, okay, this is this is sounding kind of pampered, you know? <laughs> He's like, I am not, I, you're just saying that I haven't had a hard life. And I'm like, yes, Chris, you haven't. Now, actually, I don't know that. Everyone has struggles and trials and tribulations. Sure. That is true. Sure. But he is also an Osmond, right? <laughs> yeah. He and probably so, has lived a also, pretty pampered life. Also, Gabriel is, is related to Nick Cannon. Well, so, that I mean, doesn't necessarily mean anything. Nick Cannon has 20 kids to take care of. And if, t- if Nick Cannon can afford to take care of 20 kids, he can also afford to make sure his brother isn't destitute and homeless. You think it's his brother? I think so. Oh, dang. So, um... I was thinking, like, cousin. No, he said it. It's, he I don't says, think they look, like, alike. But he said it's his brother. Oh, though. he did? Yeah, he's well, been saying it since the beginning of the season. Jarrett... No, he hasn't. That's yeah. it. Wasn't that? Are you talking about in like two truths and a lie? Yeah. Well, then we don't know if that's the truth or the lie. We do know the truth. The lie was that his brother was an athlete. Oh. That's why they all thought it was Julius, uh, an athlete, or Julius Peppers. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. So, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, they just were going at it, and I just. There really wasn't a resolution. They just walked off and mad at each other. Yeah. And we cut to Carson and JR, who are also thinking about Chris, because they can't believe they still don't know who he is. Oh, my gosh. These people are, like, spiraling because they can't figure out who Chris is related to. Right. And this just shows just how desperate they've gotten (laughs) at this point. If you you have yet to watch the show, Chris is an Osmond and looks like one. We'll say that, right? (laughs) And they were over there thinking to themselves, okay, we know his clues. He's got a colorful jacket. He's, you know, had a residency. Utah. Utah. I mean, a residency in Nevada, you know, and he's born in Utah. Maybe it's Prince. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Who did they say his acquaintances were in that shredded challenge? Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember them. I feel like that could maybe help them, but. No, if you don't know who Donny Osmond is or even if you do like okay how would you describe donny osmond to someone right now without saying donny osmond i don't even know right the best you could do i think is like 70s pop family icon yeah i think maybe if they got a clue like that he was in a family band wasn't he in a family band but i i don't know why all the time in my head when i think of families bands from the 70s i think of the partridge family you ever heard of them oh yes, yes and for all i know Thelma and the osmonds are one and the same i really don't know but this, see that's what i'm saying that's how foggy it is i think if yeah. you're younger your knowledge of the fame of donny osmond and seeing how hard it is to guess donny osmond i know we said this before but i know donny's sitting at home like wow i have really <laughs> you know my fame is not carried over to the younger oh, people poor guy so we the the um what was the, cha- the, the challenge? challenge? Right, the challenge for this week was trivia, which Monet freaking killed, killed it. it. Great job, Monet. Which I'm not gonna lie, I was doing pretty good on those two. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, you probably got every single one right. Oh, of course I did. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but no, she did a really good job. She needed it. She needed a win because if she was the guesser, she probably, unfortunately, would have been in a similar situation. Right. So as long as you're not the guesser at this point, if you're Chris or Monet, you're set because they're not guessing your clues. 
Yeah. So she got them. I think she won all rounds except for one that Carson won. And she ended up getting her clue. The only clue she didn't get was Carson's clue, who kept her clue. Yes. Um, but at this point, they kind of all know that it's a Dale Earnhardt. So they're going to get that one right. Right. They know J- JR is Nas X, but I mean, spoiler alert, he was wrong and is not on the show anymore. So they don't even have to worry about that. Right. It's just Carson, Gabriel, Monet, and Chris. And they've later in the show, we see Monet and JR are circling around Kel. They're circling around. They even say Nick Cannon. Yeah. But JR is so convinced that it's not and says. No, but I think if Monet sees the, his clue, she'll know it's Nick Cannon. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So, Monet wins, and JR and Gabriel in the bottom. And so, they're going back and forth on who's going to be the guesser. And Carson and Monet pick JR to be the guesser because they think it's time to take another shot on Chris. They, you know, Monet and Carson are just like pressuring jr right like they're like if you guess chris and it's not billy idol then or if you guess chris and it's billy idol then how great is that if not then you know at least we know not like you know then you're going home right which why jr fell for that i I don't don't know know. i don't know i don't know if they're all just like so mad at chris at this point because he's like i don't want to say they're mad but they're kind of desperate yeah yeah yeah, don't get chris out he's gonna win yeah yeah for sure so So, yeah jr of you know becomes the guesser picks chris guesses billy idol and once again he's wrong he's wrong and they have to, he has to reveal his celebrity, which of course we knew, and they find, and I think most everyone knew was Lil Nas X. Yeah. And so he gets sent home. So. But I forgot, we forgot. What? Prior to that, Gabriel was up for possibly being the guesser. Yeah, we said that, and, but go ahead. Well, and so. Gabriel kind of realized that he needed to get back into an okay place, an okay with, Chris. place with Chris. And yeah. so he, they have a talk and he, I was proud of him because he was like, look, to be honest, my feelings were kind of hurt that you shared my clue. Right. That's why I was acting that way, right. which I think is, is a good, is a good that right. he owned up to it a little bit. But I also just think if they're they're both just game playing now. Definitely. Chris And I also Chris was saying that he thinks Monet's related to Jaleel White and that's dead wrong. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. There's this clue on the board that says family is everything. Right. And these people have gone through countless celebrities of who that could be mm-hmm. when in reality i'm wondering if it's donny osmond because he worked with his family right which is good from chris because <laughs> that keeps him off the family right but, but um, also gabe going back to the apology thing gabe was like shaming chris for not being honest when gabe knows good and well he was getting everybody to be the guesser and guess chris exactly both last week and this week yeah. 
So, so it's, it's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy in it yeah. All. yeah. So I, it was, we saw a lot of arguing, um, but like real arguing and strategy another week. But I think it's still clear now who are the final two are going to be. I Definitely. just don't see it being any other, any other people but Monet and Chris. Definitely. And so we're going to get a final challenge. It's going to come down to who's going to have to guess and who's going to be safe in that final week. And that's who's going to win the show. Right. Whoever guesses is going to lose because I don't think either of them are going to guess each other's clue. I don't think so either. Short of them putting up a clue for Chris that says, starts with a D. First name D. First name starts with a Last name starts with a O. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and short of it being Monet's clue rhymes with PB flu. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Something super obvious. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Who's going to win it all. Agreed. Speaking of similar shows to that one, we had another week of Big Brother. We aren't going to get to talk about it too much. We'll probably do like we did last week. Have another Thursday episode right after the live because at this point, since Brooke and I are live feeders, which are free this season on Pluto TV if you don't want to pay for them. We're not, thank goodness. Um, thank God. That um, we're not going to get into it too much because we're ahead since we know the, what's happening on the live feeds of the show at this point. But we can do a little showman's check-in. We do know Sunday's episode that Highsome is the HOH, and so it'll be interesting, we know. But for those who don't want to be spoiled, we're not going to spoil you. Um, what, um, what directions his nominations of Riley and Cameron go this week? But we do have, I guess, some sh- showman's watch news. Brooke, where are we stand in the showman's in the Big Brother 25 house? <laughs> so, uh, currently, we are getting a little bit of flirtmance from Jared and Blue. Which, if you remember, I said I could see Blue getting into a relationship with somebody. Yeah, you did. Didn't necessarily think it would be Jared. But, and the, but Jared is like, I don't know, because my mom's in the house. I don't. He's like right. not ne- not really wanting to go full force. Right. Full it's blown. Still, it's still only in flirt man's territory. He calls her boo instead of boo blue sometimes. Uh, My boo, and then like oh they they've all they've even jokingly said oh I like you and stuff like. It's really like middle school yeah class stuff, you know <laughs> yeah that stuff or at at lunch flirting. Um, who I think Riley and Matt are close. But if they're going to turn into a showman, it's going to need some time because they're still kind of just in the lounge they, in the but pool But when hammock. they were in the hammock, he had his hand on her leg and I was like, no. If you were in that house and some girl was putting her hand on your leg, I would be on a flight to L.A. <laughs> in on like flying a flag above the fence. Stop touching my man. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's at that stage. But Riley is, is scrambling because she's on the block. And yeah, true. Matt, unfortunately, they still aren't really. They I feel like the house guests still have forgotten sometimes that he is uh, slight of hearing. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they just need more time <laughs> to connect. Um, I haven't seen much of anything else. I think Cameron has a crush on Riley. But who cares? Who knows what mm-hmm. what's going on with him? We'll talk about it Thursday. Okay. And that's it, I think, for Showman's Watch. Right, Brooke? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to end it there. We appreciate you guys for listening to us another week. 
If you want more Big Brother info, please, please listen to us Thursday. We are excited for that live episode um, recap that we'll be doing then. Um, be sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. If you enjoy this show, if you don't enjoy this show, don't do that, but listen anyway. Um, you can follow us on social media. We're the People's Rose just about everywhere. You can listen to us online at peoplesrose.com. You can just, you know, make People's Rose a daily part of your reality TV check-in because we'll be somewhere talking about reality TV. <laughs> so we appreciate you listening and we hope God bless you this week. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Well, I don't know if we're there with that with our listeners. We respect you, listeners. Bye. <laughs>